T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You know, sometimes it's fun to divulge like what happens behind the scenes here and like for the past minute and a half zach and i have just been dancing it's, it's a good dance song it's, it's a good dance it's very song good dance but song. also like just sometimes we dance to jingles from the ads and everything like that we don't care no every time i every- dance to jingles <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you've only been here for a year so uh give it some time <laughs> Derek kramer zach jones time to wrap up sports talk saturday with some help and, you know, I only go to the best. I go to the most well-rounded, well-versed kinds of people. And if you have not seen Greg Thompson of Cover One and his journey on learning hockey, it is a delight to see. And, of course, Greg, some big hockey things I can turn to your knowledge for uh, from from yesterday. Am I right? <laughs> I, I will say I, I'm at least proud of myself. I was aware of the going <laughs> on of the hockey moves that took place yesterday. So I think that's a, a pretty strong uh, step forward, at least. It, your growth and development in the in this side of things has been has been beautiful to watch. So uh, first off, I, I love watching that sort of stuff with you. Uh, the Twitter interactions right with the hashtag Greg doesn't know hockey. I was right there at uh, Sabres development camp. Basically, it was you know me, me, me Devin Levi. I was right there, top notch uh, development movement. <laughs> exactly. Was exactly. So, obviously, though, I don't bring you on for your hockey takes as much as I do your Bills content because you are one of my favorites to go to. Your pretty much one of my pillars and one of the first people I want to talk to when it comes to anything Bills, anything football, because of the fact that you're just a delight, Greg. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for joining us here, and let's get to it. Greg Thompson, Cover 1, West Her Hotline, Bills training camp, starting up tomorrow. Greg, with the camp going on, my biggest question internally today, my biggest struggle has been, does any of this matter until January and there have been different answers on this and I would like to see your take on this question of how how high and how low should we even really be getting during the regular season all right so I'm excited first question I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth this is going to be great (laughs) Um, so obviously in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter a ton we know what the expectations are we know what kind of things are you know, in front of this team, what they need to accomplish and, you know, path of how they get there isn't the most important, you know, obviously through camp, I say every single year, every single practice, all I care about is did anyone get hurt? All right. No, no one got hurt. Good. Keep going. Um, Now, the other thing I want to balance that with is um, one with expectations like this, with the excitement of this season, with everything that's on the line, I encourage every Bills fan to soak up every possible second of this season. 
don't overlook anything. Don't poo-poo or belittle any little moment or game. Enjoy every single second that you can. And we saw last year, you had games with, you know, they almost fumbled that Falcons game. They lost to the Jaguars. They had some ugly games. Um, that's the reason that I don't think you could look down the line is that if they want to accomplish what they need this year, things like home field advantage in the playoffs, things like a first round buy matter and you can't give away those easy games. So every single game matters. They have an incredibly stacked AFC, you know, competition that they're going up against. They have to stack wins and that's going to start from the very first game. Now, one of the biggest points that came back to me was um, the importance of the one seed. And while the bye week is, of course, the biggest advantage you can have, um, I'm not as worried about this Bills team on the road. They seem to be the most balanced when it comes to home wins, road wins. They are a very consistent group in that sense. But you do mention the rest of the conference and how much stronger it is overall. Is it still, though, the Chiefs that are the biggest uh, threat? So, obviously, when you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, I think you need to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they are still the team to beat until really proven otherwise. Everyone saw how odd and fluky that second half against the Bengals were. I think the Bengals are an up-and-coming, exciting team, but I, I don't believe in the idea that, well, they went to the Super Bowl last year, so they're the number one team to beat. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think they're one of the, the good teams, but I would still put the Chiefs up there. Um, every year, it seems, everyone wants to crown the Chargers as the next up-and-coming team, and every year they find a new and interesting way to crumble and fall apart. So uh, I'm curious what they're going to do for an encore this season to, to be able to waste what looks like a phenomenal <laughs> roster on paper. Um, and when you talk about the home field advantage, I think the interesting part is flipping it around the other way. I don't think it matters as much for the Bills because of how good of a road team they are. But we need to remember that's an exception. The Bills are the exception of being a great road team. Most other teams aren't. So them coming into Buffalo is a bigger disadvantage for them versus how critical it is that, oh, the Bills couldn't go on the road and do well. No, of course they could. But other teams struggle more with it and would struggle coming to Buffalo, and it's a bigger net advantage. So, Greg, we were talking a lot about um, some of the more intriguing camp battles of, uh, to me, running back we didn't cover enough of uh, heading into your segment, but wide receiver battles, how the corner situation looks, and everything of the sort. What is the most intriguing battle for you as Bill's training camp begins tomorrow? It's really interesting how honestly how set this roster is I, I think that there's an awful lot already decided or already pretty firmly in place um there's a domino effect one that i'm interested in and it's who is going to be the primary returner and does that impact who the primary slot receiver is um historically we've seen you know being and now to be smiley that they'd like to have a dedicated returner who can be kind of a gadget player or a bit player but they don't necessarily like to have their primary returner also be a primary offensive starter. So I'm curious, is that going to be the case? Does that impact who gets reps and who gets snaps on offense? Um, I do think it's going to start with Isaiah McKenzie. I think he has the, at least the, the pole position heading in, but we saw the ball security issues last year. We saw some of the decision-making issues. We have to show that he's sure that up. When he has the ball in his hands, he's electric, and it's exciting. We need to make sure he can consistently do that. Does he get pushed by Khalil Shakur? I think it's Marcus Stevenson's only chance to make the roster. 
And if it is McKenzie, does that then lead into Jamison Crowder being the primary slot receiver? Um, I think there's a lot more nuance and maturity to his game, but I don't think he's the same athlete that McKenzie is. I think McKenzie could do more with the ball in his hands, but we haven't seen McKenzie be able to get open versus zone coverage, which is 70% plus of what they see in the NFL. So I'm curious to see those combinations and then a couple others floating around, you know, is it a battle between Dane Jackson and, and Kyrie Elam for corner, or are they going to be cautious with Trey white and, you know, ease into it and both of them start anyways. Um, you know, the, will Tommy Sweeney make the roster? Or is that going to be Reggie Gilliam being the available third tight end? Uh, who is the ninth or tenth offensive lineman? It's crazy the roster that Brian uh, Brandon Bean has built. That those are the kind of things we're watching for in camp. Is who are the 51st, 52nd, 53rd guy? But that's the embarrassment of riches that we have. And it is. It's genuinely. I've been calling it awesomely weird that. You hear this team as national pundits as the favorite and the team that a lot of them like to talk about as not just the legitimate threat, but the legitimate threat for the Super Bowl. It's it, I, I still don't know how to handle that, Greg. It's it's always been a weird thing for me. However, with the expectations that this team has and really the more the bigger threats are around your conference how threatened are you really with the rest of the AFC East so I, I think we have to at least take the Patriots seriously because they have Bill Belichick Bill Belichick is the greatest football mind who's ever lived in my opinion um, I don't think they really got better from last year in, in in any real tangible way they didn't add any amazing new talent but they had a good team who was competitive last year i think they have to be taken seriously but i i think that they're you know probably on the outside looking in from a playoff standpoint and then you have the opposite almost in miami where they did add talent you know the adding you know the the kind of player that tyreek hill is and the gravity he has on the field is you know, an incredibly serious addition. And then, you know, improvements along the offensive line. And I think they signed every fast, brittle running back that exists in the NFL. They have all of them now. Um, so being able to be in that position, I'm not particularly nervous about Tua, but I think that we're lying to ourselves if we don't think they at least insulated themselves to put him into the best possible position to find out, is he going to be anything? And with, that Shanahan run game and then explosive receivers like, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, all you need to do is catch a three yard pass and then take it to the house. And I do think Tua can throw a three yard pass. So I'm not ultimately worried about them from a long term competitive standpoint, but do I think that they've added enough talent that we're probably not going to have the same I think what last year was combined sixty one to eleven that we smoked Miami. I don't think it's going to be the same runaway, but ultimately I'll believe they can beat Josh Allen when I see it. And, and we just haven't seen that. And then the Jets are the Jets. You know, I, they've added talent. I do think Joe Douglas is a good GM. I find myself every year watching their drafts going, oh, man, I like that guy. Oh, man, I like that guy. And then ultimately it, it just doesn't come together. I think maybe at some point that'll reach a tipping point and the talent will just be enough that it matters. But I don't think that's going to be in 2023. I think they're, you know, the Jets are two years away from being two years away. Greg Thompson to cover one on the Western Hotline as Bills training camp gets started tomorrow. 
And we've got coverage, by the way. Nate and Joe are going to be down there from 11 to 1 tomorrow. So get a nice little sports talk Sunday there. Uh, so, Greg, the rest of this obviously being about how this team stacks up with the rest of a stack conference that went into a real arms race this year. And, of course, the biggest question offensively still that is going to be unanswered until the game start is Ken Dorsey's play calling style. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see the way that they approach that, the way that I think all of us assume it's not going to be a great deal of changes. We all assume it's going to be most of the same playbook, that Earhart Perkins, Patriots, Brian Dable book that they've been going from. We know it's going to be the same language. But where are the wrinkles going to come from? Um, it certainly seems like we're going to see a little bit more 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. I think the signing of O.J. Howard kind of tipped their hand there. I think that we're going to see a bit more in the screen game, um, obviously going after J.D. McKissick and that mess. But then, you know, as soon as we that was settled out, they go after Duke Johnson and they draft James Cook. Um, having that pass catching uh, running back seems to be uh, an area of focus. So I think those are maybe the two areas I think we're going to see more wrinkles. You heard Josh talk about his focus on yards after the catch and putting guys into a position to be able to be, um, you know, ready for that yards after catch potential. I think a lot of that's going to come from the running backs. And then I think an interesting part, everyone assumes that, oh, it's Isaiah McKenzie versus Jamison Crowder to replace Cole Beasley. I wonder if they're going to run a bit more 12 personnel, which keeps O.J. Howard in the block and Dawson Knox out into the routes more and more and more. I wonder if Dawson Knox becomes more of that third down uh, target. I wonder if he steps in and maybe even pushes Gabriel Davis for the second option in this offense. Um, I think we could be in for a lot more tight end usage, a lot more running back screen usage, but ultimately most of the same offense we've seen at this point. Greg, uh, humor me a little bit of questions uh, as well with this offensive line. Um, you get Roger Saffold added in here, David Questenberry added in as free agents. But most of it's going to be the same. You got Morris, you got Dawkins, Ryan Bates takes over at the guard where they improved greatly throughout the end of the season. And then Spencer Brown at the right tackle. But are we seeing anything potentially different on the offensive line, uh, especially with that left guard position? So it's interesting. Josh Allen has never had a good offensive line. Um, This is now going to be the best offensive line he's ever had. And it's probably above average. Like I think Deion Dawkins is a legit you know, somewhere in the 8th to 12th best left tackle. I think Mitch Morris is one of the 5th to 7th best centers in the league, and everybody else is pretty good. But that's still the best offensive line that Josh Allen's ever had. So I think that that's at least a step in the right direction. Um, Ultimately, we need to see can Ryan Bates play as well as he did over that six-game stretch that got him the contract offer from Chicago and matched it to stay in Buffalo. Can he do that for a whole year? Um, The biggest question for me is, is Spencer Brown the player we saw in those first four games where he was healthy, athletic, moving like the freak athlete that he is? Then he goes, he gets hurt, he gets COVID. When he comes back, he wasn't the same player. I'm going to tell myself it was because he got hurt and didn't recover from COVID and that that's why he played poorly down the stretch and that his, you know, elite athleticism is going to prove out as the, the right case, but we don't know that. So, um, I like the fact that they went and signed David Questenberry as kind of a security blanket. He's a road-grading mauling uh, run blocker. He's an okay pass blocker. He's not as good 
of a pass blocker as you would want to see, but he's really nice as a swing tackle, and he started every single game for the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed last year. So having him as an insurance policy, and I think fans are going to get used to this during the year, he's going to be the guy that's going to come in in those heavy sets, six offensive linemen uh, scenarios. You put him next to Spencer Brown and then put O.J. Howard or Dawson Knox next to him and run power that direction. That's going to be a nice bonus in short yarded situations. Um, but ultimately, we just need to hope that Ryan Bates can be the guy that we saw for that stretch. That the early Spencer Brown is what we hope, and then I think the left side is going to be really strong. You know, the, the Pro Bowl was Deion Dawkins and Roger Saffold playing next to each other. Mitch Morris there. Now we get it every game. Um, I think that's going to be a really nice setup on the left side, and then the youth on the right side. We just need to gel together. Uh, but the depth is there. They add, you know, Greg Van Roten, Greg Mans. Uh, we have Ike Bakker coming back from injury. Tommy, uh, you know, um, still developing there in, in the background. So, you know, Tommy Doyle has the athleticism to maybe be uh, David Questenberry down the line, but now we don't have to worry about that. We have him right off the bat. So I just ran through all of that without even mentioning Cody Ford. If uh, Aaron Cromer can, you know, scrape any value from Cody Ford, that's another guy who had, you know, high draft grades when he first came out. So going 11 deep in the offensive line in the NFL, I think it was uh, Ross Tucker who put out a tweet saying that the Bills' backup five linemen is better than some, uh, you know, poor teams starting offensive line. Um, So I don't think they have a ton of high-end talent. They don't have the, you know, 2016 Cowboys. They don't have this phenomenal all pros across the board but they have good players at every spot and they actually have good professionals who have all started games as backups that's about all you can ask for in today's current uh you know salary cap environment greg and this is this is the brilliance as to why i always ask you to come on uh so thank you for all of that and the massive breakdown there with the offensive line but you mentioned cody ford and it reminds me now of another Bills draft, a uh, Bills higher draft pick that might be on that roster bubble, uh, because Cody Ford he's got a lot of fighting to do to make sure that he keeps a spot on this team, but so does Zach Moss. You meant you made mention about Duke Johnson being signed. James Cook is here as well. Devin Singletary. So it seems like it Moss has a lot of competition here, and it seems like he's kind of the popular name to dig on because of his season last year. What are the odds and how does the running back situation look for this team as they go forward? So it's interesting. We go back 12 months from right now. You had some guys who were beat reporters who were calling Zach Moss the lead back and that he was going to take the job from Devin Singletary and to now so quickly go to not only an afterthought, but I, I don't, I don't even think people are concerned. Like I don't even think he's, you know, it took us this far into the conversation to even remember to bring him up. Um, it, he's put himself into a position where he has to have a good camp to keep the roster spot. And I think his best case scenario is that RB three, you know, TJ Yeldon, Matt Breida game day inactive guy at this point. Um, I think that he's got to battle Duke Johnson to even take that spot. I think it's written in pen that at least to start the season, Devin Singletary and James Cook are going to be the game day active running backs. And of course, Taiwan Jones is technically a running back, but you know, the bills have shown their hand over and over and over again. They go game day active with two running backs and have the third guy inactive. Um, Zach Moss doesn't have a great deal of special teams ability. He's not a guy who's going to be out there covering kicks. Um, I still like the talent. I still, I would pick him 
to make the roster over Duke Johnson, but Duke Johnson's a savvy veteran who's going to make him work for it to be able to do that. So um, all of that said, that where the bar is, what the expectations are, funny enough, if something happens to Devin Singletary, I think Zach Moss can step in and be okay. I think he'd be all right. Um, I think that there's some short area wiggle that Singletary has that, that Moss doesn't, but Moss also has a little more power and a little more straight line speed than what Singletary has. So um, I don't think it's crazy to see Moss and Cook as a viable NFL tandem that could work, and maybe that's in play for next year. We'll see, you know, this is the last year of Devin Singletary's rookie contract, so that's going to have to get sorted out next offseason. Um, but right now, I think Moss has to basically work hard, have a good camp, put himself into position to be that third running back. And then, you know, in the NFL nowadays, injuries are kind of inevitable. It's a league of attrition. So when his number gets called, he's got to come in and look good um, and then give himself a shot to maybe re-earn that job next year. But right now, I think that the, the deck's pretty stacked against him. Greg? Thank you, as always, uh, for taking your time. And uh, how, how'd your daughter do with the softball game? Uh, awesome. Awesome is our all-star game today. She went four for four, hit a home run. Everything went really well. She was super excited. So uh, it was a great way to cap the season here. And uh, now we move on. I get no breaks. We move into travel soccer next week. So oh boy. Uh, just on to more fun neighborhood uh, sports uh, every day of the week. Greg, thanks, as always, for taking the time. And you know I got to say it. Make sure the people know where to hear you. Absolutely. So I appreciate it. You guys can find me online at Greg Thompson. You can find all of our stuff at CoverOne.net. We're really excited about this season. Have a lot of really fun stuff going on. And, hey, uh, camp starting tomorrow. We're actually doing a Cover One meetup tonight at Uncle Jumbo's Tasting Room on Elmwood. So anybody that wants to come out, have a drink before camp, ask some questions, the entire Cover One crew is going to be out there at uh, Uncle Jumbo's Tasting Room on Elmwood tonight starting at 8 o'clock. So come on out, have a drink, come say hi, and we're going to talk ball all night. Look at that. A nice little free promo for you there, buddy. Uh, thanks for coming on. Love you, dude. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.